Welcome to the Creative Plan Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews of items, and convention panels, and other exciting things that we run into from time to time. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim here with Creative Play and Podcast Network, and it is August the 11th for hashtag RPG a day 2020. The word of the day is stack, like stacking Legos. And today joining me is Evan from Paradigm Lost and our good friend Talia, who's one of the best pirate captains ever. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least what? Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't think you I'm the best. the best. When you roll a natural, I should. My character, I cannot be left alone to my own devices. I am not the best. Or that makes you the best pirate captain that cannot be left alone. See. <laughs> <laughs> I was once a pirate cook. I uh, I. I uh, I would throw spoons instead of axes at the Renaissance fairs. <laughs> okay, now there's a story we have to talk about sometime. <laughs> anytime, anytime. I, I would carry around um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy instead of a Bible. It was great. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about, the one with the gold leaf edges. Uh -huh. So, uh, Talia and Evan, go ahead and introduce yourselves real quick in case someone has never heard your voices, which I seriously doubt, but you never know. Okay, I guess I'll – Evan, you want to go first? No, go first, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name's Natalia. I am an artist. Uh, look for The Art of Natalia Lopez or The Art of Natalia. I don't think there's many Natalias out there. Um, I also do, I, I have artist ADD, so I do a little bit of everything. I paint, I draw a sculpt, I do special effects makeup. I'm trying to create an army of zombie chihuahuas, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm, uh, my name's Evan. I'm very similar. I actually recommend checking out Natalia's uh, stuff because, uh, I looked at it just before this, this meeting and it was, um, it's really good stuff. I really like the cute art, lots of dog stuff. And of course, dogs are excellent. Um, but uh, I'm sort of the same way, uh, kind of an eclectic mad science scientist. Um, I do all kinds of stuff. I make dice towers. I make dice. I make, uh, you know, trackers, uh, pretty much anything. I even make games. Uh, in fact, the last few days I've been uh, writing some backstories for different characters for my game. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah, they've been pretty heavy, actually. I've, I'm a, a little, well, a little heavier than I thought. I wrote about 
I'd say about 10,000 words in about a day and a half. That's crazy proficient. Wow. Uh, well, I just get this sort of, you know, madness, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, I just got to get it all out before it, uh, you know, before it goes away. You, you get into the writing fugue state where it just, you know, you kick in and the writing makes itself happen. It, it, you're right. It's sort of been writing itself. Uh, you know, once I, it's sort of an, um, a strange homage to both Alice in Wonderland and, um, forgive me, uh, Mega Man as well. It's, it's a story about, a, yeah. Um, it, it's really interesting. Uh, the character itself is really interesting to write about, uh, really explore, uh, the human condition and, um, you know, it's just a really fun, fun romp through uh, a fantasy land. Well, that's cool. But that, that yeah, sorry. <laughs> so I think this might actually be Talia's second year doing RPG a day, right? I don't think I ever really got to do the first oh, one. Oh, okay. <laughs> to be honest. Because I, I, I normally try to wrangle my player groups to joining in before we have our game sessions to doing it. Yeah. But last year was a pretty interesting year for me, so that's probably why I didn't get into that it. That was also the year we had conventions. I forget what those conventions were like. Yeah, I know. Well, hopefully they'll be back I know. soon. I hope so for RP, hashtag RPG Day 2020, it's kind of a fun little you know dealio where you're prompted with a word, which today is stack. And in the month of August, tabletop gamers everywhere get creative and use those words as prompts to talk about, to talk, paint, write, or film something cool and positive about our cool hobby of gaming. So today's word is mm -hmm. stack, which is a really hard one to do because I keep hearing my in my head, playing Black Ops Modern Warfare, they're at the stacks. <laughs> or I spent mm. too much time last night playing. Yeah, I went... <laughs> <laughs> No, when I heard the word, I, I kept thinking of one of two things. The first one is stacking dice, you know, stacking the the shiny clicky clicks. You know, I did have this image of a goblin <laughs> stacking and gathering dice. And the second is like, I don't know, like some barbarians would like stack heads to keep them <laughs> in a corner, heads of their enemies kind of thing. But, you know, I, you know, I, that's where my, my crazy brain goes because not only do I draw puppies and things, but I also draw love, Lovecraftian horrors. So my brain would go to something completely gory, wouldn't it? It would totally go together. I'm just saying. Cat Thulu. All I'm going to say is Cat Thulu. I did really enjoy yeah, Cat your uh, Cthulhu stuff as well, but I really liked the dragon in the little spaceship thing. I really liked that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that 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 goes way back. My little steampunk mm -hmm. dragon. It was very. It's <laughs> <is> pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I gave my opinion on stack. So, so stack for you is the the stack of the clickety clackety dice. I like that. Yes, or if you're a barbarian or some other type, it's like stacking the head of your enemies <laughs> kind of thing. Trophies. It is a 12-head day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with stacking your dice or your trophies. 
Because <laughs> some days you just I, have to. I think stacking for me, uh, actually, James, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, stacking like abilities has always been something that I really enjoy. And it's something that I put in my own game. Um, when, when making my game, one of the things that was that I really wanted to focus on was comboing uh, abilities, uh, which meant a lot of stacking. Um, you know, what I want uh, people to do in my game is be able to pull different cards from their deck and use them together. So uh, a lot of a lot of the times, if you can, if you manage to pull some really decent cards, you can stack them together to do something fairly devastating. Just hopefully it's against a boss and not against, you know, a, a kind of a, a one-hit monster. <laughs> Burn your cool combo on a minion. Yeah. But yeah, I really, I really do enjoy... Uh, there's actually a lot of games that utilize stacking. Um, like for video games, for instance... Uh, like uh, Fallout 76, uh, you put you put not even 76. Sorry, just Fallout uh, the game. Period. You you stack a lot of your abilities together to really make your uh, character in that game effective. Um, yeah. But even in even in D and D, there's a lot of stacking that you can do. What I really don't care for is actually when games don't allow you to stack, where uh, games um, they limit you in what you can do with your character. Uh, I think stacking is typically a good sign of balanced mechanics. Mm -hmm. If you can stack your your mechanics on top of each other, it typically means that uh, you know you're. It's not going to break your game to do so. And if it does, maybe your game is already leaning towards being broken in the first place. That's a good point. I I mean, think about it. The stacking, too, could, could be seen as in a lot of the different RPGs where you basically, you know, I, I won't say mini-max, but I'll say you you path your character's construction and level progress, sort of like the old 3.5 in Pathfinder. You know, you, you stack mm -hmm. the, the cool yeah. feats that all support each other. That's that's a really yeah. good point, because, yeah, it's, it's in a lot of games... They are trying to divide people's jobs and, and as characters so that you don't have a lot of stacked abilities that overlap. Huh. Yeah, I definitely agree. And um, I, I remember uh, there was a lot. I remember in 3.5 D&D, they, they sort of made multi-classing sort of confusing because you could stack a lot of the feats uh, that different classes had, and uh, they 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 had to limit that multi-classing a lot so that you didn't have this character that was overpowered compared to characters that didn't that were stuck on one path. So yeah. Hey, I remember back in uh, the the old 3.5 days, one of my favorite characters was 2OP because he was a monk that had the uh, combat reaction. So he had his, his uh, modifier in attack of opportunities, and he specialized in the hook chain. 
So he th he then oh, had a 10-foot range. range of attack of opportunities and then had all these attack of opportunities each round, which made him pretty much <laughs> broken because, you know, if you hit with it, they have to make the save to see if they trip. So it's one of those of your wow. monk could sit there and just hold an area as, you know, your casters and archers are hiding behind doing their thing with, with no one getting past the monk in his flying chains of death. <laughs> I always played a monk. They were very powerful in 3.5. Mm -hmm. I I never did that though. That's re that's that's a really creative use of the hook. And on top of it, monks are nice because you don't have to buy a lot of equipment to be good at being a monk. Uh huh. Yeah. I almost always I'll play a monk next game. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have definitely tapered the monks off. Though I do like in fifth edition the monk options that are mm -hmm. out there. There's even a uh, yeah Healy kind of monk that's out there now in Xanathar's, which is pretty good. But monks monks are always okay. a fun class to play, as as you know from your bosun, the half orc monk with the best of many pockets. Oh, he's yeah, he, I love him. He he's the only reason where my character is still alive. <laughs> it's sad when the freaking orc is the ha the fucking voice of re sorry the effing voice of reason. <laughs> I'm sorry about my language. I forgot this is being recorded. <laughs> hey, it's labeled as adults, so that's not a problem. Okay, okay, let's <laughs> sure. <laughs> But yeah, um, monks. You know, it's fat, especially the fact that he was able to to st like stack different things and survive things that I, I we like we were pretty sure we were all gonna mm -hmm. die. You know, so that's pretty darn impressive. Yeah, monks are a good example of you know their character is stacked with options because they can burn their key points or their chi points and, mm -hmm. and do extra cool things like I hit him, he's still alive. I'm going to spend a cheap key, key point for a flurry of blows and smack him again. <laughs> so yes, that is a very good example. Yeah, that is. So so for my example for stacked, I, I will have to say as a GM from a whole meta seeing combat from the top down effect, I would have to say as a group, players should stack their attacks on their enemies because if players mm -hmm. work well as a team, it's a beautiful thing, but there's ways that you can stack your attacks on top of each other so that, say, mm -hmm. Sh Joe Schmo knows that his little dagger is not going to hurt the big bad monster at all. He can instead do the help mm -hmm. action, which means he's basically doing the whole, I'm waving my dagger menacingly at you and automatically giving the other guy advantage that has that big, massive, head-chopping, two-hand axe that's going to take his swing on it to help give him advantage on the attack. And then there's mm -hmm. another option that if your character is really good with athletics, you can always attempt a trip or a shove, which, when they're knocked prone, mm -hmm. will give everybody else advantage on their attacks. Okay. And if you're a class like the monk who has multiple attacks and things, that could be really good that you go up and as your action, you know, once you get multiple attacks, trip the person or even grapple the person and yeah. then follow up with attacks. Because one nice thing is when you're grappling somebody, the only thing you're doing to them is immobilizing mm -hmm. them. They cannot move until they break the grapple. They can still attack you, and you can still yeah. attack them as long as you can still maintain with an action the grapple. 
So that's one of the nice things you can do too is huh. you can grapple or trip. Uh, trip is one of my favorite ones because that way we all know in fifth that if you trip, you're losing half your movement just standing up. So if you're that paladin, yeah. you go up there and attempt to shove with your shield the opponent to knock them down. If it's successful, great. If you have multiple attack, your attack now has advantage because they're prone. So there yeah. are other ways just than the straight-out combat of running up and hitting it. You can run up and trip it. You can mm -hmm. run up and shove it back. You can hmm. you can run up and grapple it so that way they you know have to wiggle themselves free to escape you. Because let's we're talking about the yeah. monk, so monk is all about the cool things like grapple and trip and knock down and all the cool things that they can do. But pretty much every class can try to do that. Hmm. Especially if you're good at athletics in your class, that's that's a big perk. Okay. Because like grapple, it's a well, that's good it's to an, know. an athletics role versus the target's athletics or acrobatics, whichever they pick, because the defender gets to pick the better of the two. Okay. But that's just, you know, when it comes to combat, stacking on is really a good thing. Like, when you play the Star Wars game, stacking bonuses for your team or disadvantage for the, the opposite team mm -hmm. is a huge tactic that okay. can be used in the game. So it's like... I hit the target. Okay. I don't have enough advantage to do something cool. Instead, I'm going to give a blue dice to my teammate. Ah, Which we've seen in many games that three that or four sense. blue dice can really change a dice roll. That's very oh, true. Oh, it really can. And I I really have to agree. I, um, you know, there's a reason why you don't split the party. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it also really affects combat. And I sort of, I used to play a lot of um, real-time strategy games, and uh, I learned that lesson then. You you don't take your entire army and spread them out over an entire battlefield. You focus fire, mm -hmm. and most of the time that really will help you out. Yeah, pretty much stack the attacks, you know, so that way you're you're beating them down like an artillery. You know, it's it's don't. Don't spread it out. Focus fire and take out targets by priority. As the you know the whole meta combat, you know, take things down as quickly as you can and then move on to the next. That way you don't have a bunch of things doing damage to you. It's only one thing at the end doing damage to you. <laughs> one thing that comes out and does dragon's breath and wipes you all out at once. Because it waited for you to stack yourselves all appropriately for a cone attack. Yeah. That's bad. <laughs> so I, I think we've pretty much stacked the deck as much as we could there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's actually, uh, that's actually a good point. Um, with Just to, sorry to plug my game again. That's one of the points of my game is to stack the deck. And that's sort of what I was trying to say before. I'm glad you said that. I should have said that. I, I know when we played it, you kind of explained that that aspect to the whole, you can choose to stack your deck however you'd like and then wait for the bad things to happen. Yep. <laughs> Especially when you put out on the battle map that horrible uh, volcano with the horrible uh, gravity well. Oh, gosh, yeah. A great example of yes. stacking. Stacking one bad thing on another bad thing that makes sure everybody's attracted to both the bad things. Yep. <laughs> and then watch the bad things happen. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's going to be a good place to uh, wrap up the stack there. And uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. It was good to talk to you guys. It was fun. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.